Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidge, which look ahead to Dynamite tonight. Sidge and Championship Fight Night. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I am very much looking forward to this Dynamite while at the same time hoping that next week's Dynamite looks very, very Road to Revolution. The format tonight is expected, or at least I expect it, to play out as a lot of really great matches, distinct from one another. Great. The TV programs that are percolating, like the guns and the acclaimed, should be ended. We should be getting serious business next week. In truth, I'm pretty much ready for what Revolution looks like now, but Mm -hmm. I'll be patient knowing that this is going to be great. But the... Five great matches plus one <laughs> formula, all very indirect world building, if you like. I'm maybe getting a bit impatient because mm. it's getting a little bit repetitive if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, I mean, this is a show with, you know, lots on the line, um, major developments on the road to Revolution, which I think is less than a month away now, March 5th, something yeah. like that. Um, it's time. The, uh, without giving your predictions away, uh, Hamlet, uh-huh. feels like it's too obvious the results on this. It feels like there's going to be at least maybe one shock in amongst these, just to to rock the boat a little bit, because otherwise it's an episode of AW Rampage. You, yeah, mm, come on, come in. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Um, because yes, I agree. There's mm. somewhere something has got to go as we don't expect, and that's cool because. You don't know where. Like, all bar one, I would say, could. Um, there's one match that I just simply think you would bet your house on. Yes. The, the rest, maybe not. I saw that, like, this morning. Wow, Jack Dynamite's like tonight. That's can't wait. I didn't see, you know, when they made the combined graphic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of them I saw. It was just somebody had tweeted. Big Dynamite tonight, and it was, like, four individual images. And as a result, they left out the Chris Jericho thing, and I forgot. I was like, what? Stack dynamite, boys. And then later on, you were like, yeah, there's the, there's the Jericho thing. Oh, yeah, there's that, isn't there? And it did like feel like a little bit of a anchor on uh, what looks like, I'm with Sidgwick, uh, like what looks like a nice dynamite, but that kind of one where it's like, right, get serious. Revolution's far enough away that you can still be doing this stuff. I've enjoyed... Page and Moxley is the example of the not everything has to be pay-per-view to pay-per-view. You can do pretty amazing stuff on television yeah. and have it almost entirely contained to television. If acclaimed guns goes well as tonight, I wouldn't count that the same. Something that's only really needed to exist for television. But not everything can. And I do want to start 
getting hyped. I want to, like, and I think the show will. I want to see mm. some directions for Revolution made a lot, a little clearer than they are. Obviously, that big conclusion for Brian Danielson's, well, gauntlet, I suppose, technically, that MJF's thrown down for him. But we'll get that into that in due course. So let's start um, with the match I think you were alluding to in terms of betting your house on it, and that is the Elite versus AR Fox and Top Flight for the trio's titles. I'm the biggest Kenny Omega mark going. I see the value in the elite trying to launch this trios division, even if I'm very much not in the consensus. I don't think this is taken off realistically at all compared to what the expectations were when it felt like, well, not a tragedy. There was a bigger tragedy ongoing. Mm. But when it was teased that we're getting trios titles, and then it just became more and more cruel as the months unfolded. It was like, why are you debuting so many cool trios, potential units, when there aren't any bloody titles? Feels like it's launched at the wrong time. Yeah. Various factors have converged to curse it. Um, it feels like, particularly in the shadow of Wrestle Kingdom 17. Oh, my God. Uh, uh frank waste of what Kenny Omega is still capable of doing. This There's little else to say about it. It feels quite mundane already. This incredibly exciting genre, which once had so much immense storytelling potential across all of these different overlapping units, feels mundane already. That is not the... That's the last word I expected to use. We were talking in the office about this a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? It's almost as if the matches, the quality, the specific type of the quality of a trios match and the drama that you need for the good storylines can't coexist. Or they certainly sit very uneasily with one another. And it's like compared, I think we compared it to like the Young Bucks top flight tag match that felt even more artful than you imagine this to be tonight. They've yeah. not found that rhythm together yet. Yeah, it's just not worked anywhere near as well as I would have hoped. I'm going to look like such an arsehole because they're going to <laughs> yeah. deliver a four and a half star level adrenaline fest that's going to make this El Paso, Texas arena. Remind me to talk about that, incidentally, very briefly after the fact. Um, it's going to be red hot in the building. It's going to be ridiculously exciting. Mm. It's going to be at least three or four near falls that have been built to impecca impeccably. They are going to, in the process of putting on what I expect to be about a 10 to 12 minute trios match, make you beg like little marks mm -hmm. for at least two singles match permutations, like Omega and AR Fox. I want to see what that looks like. Omega and uh, Dante Martin have incredible chemistry because mm. when Dante was first coming up, they had a match with Seidal. The Seidals and Dante Martin, because I think Darius was injured on Dynamite, and that was incredible. This should be even better. And yet, I want... I hate to sound like one of these dickheads as if Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page didn't happen, as if MGF versus CM Punk didn't happen, as if John Moxley versus Hangman Page isn't happening. Mm. I want a storyline direction for what the elite are doing because I feel like they are among the very best storytellers in the business. I have no doubt that it is going to happen. I just want to know what it looks like, and I'm getting a bit impatient. Great to see Kenny Omega back in the ring, of course. Yeah. First uh, time since the best of seven. Uh, After d Rampage, I mean, on yeah, I mean on count. Dynamite. Yeah. I mean, on Dynamite, yeah, yeah. Sorry, nobody watched that. Like the, <laughs> it's, I, I the belt. This is a title match, isn't it? It's not a contenders match. It's a title match, yeah. So the belts don't help either, which isn't less than ideal. The result isn't in doubt. It isn't like they're not like the. If they lose now, the story has gone. Has kind of been like not flushed away. The visa stuff is very unfortunate. Um, there is an a little bit of an argument of like how's that happened? How, like how the frigs that happened? Like sort that out. But it's happened. And the idea... It's happening everywhere. Yeah. Like, if you look at the state of NXT and NXT UK and stuff, I don't yeah. think it's uh, administrative error on the part of AEW. Fair enough, fair enough. So let's not be biased. The, <laughs> the whole story that could have been about surviving a best of seven and immediately getting your arses handed to you by the Hazy Black, like, they could revisit some of that, but some of it's gone. Like, the wrestlers on Rampage, they're going to wrestle tonight. We're going to see mostly fully fit versions of the Elite. If anything, there was a Young Bucks losing to Top Flight, I think was the best you were going to mm -hmm. get of that. And knackered. They're back in the tag division, having to set their heads to trios, and it's cost them. I, I'm not sure there's a... Like, I know the Elite love telling that story, but I don't think there's as much juice anymore in that, oh, God, we're really tired. And, like, this, the demands of this, like, physically intense division have really, like, put paid to our comeback and all that kind of thing. 
the belts don't feel like they're helping. This has very little drama attached, and the match will kick ass. I have of that, I have absolutely no doubt. But it'll kick ass in that way where your mileage may vary. I just simply did not love the Escalera de la Muerte as much as Sige. And you kind of saw that conversation across the board. Yeah, you give it five stars. So Well, across the what board? It's, got <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be across the rest of the observer board, was it? Do you know what I mean? Can you make it? Like, uh, Dave buried the Rampage opener. Did he? He, well, in, <laughs> in the most Dave way possible, he was talking about the frankly pathetic rating that it yeah. uh, generated and... I think he said it's the Kenny Omega match I've cared least about. Like, just who, who was going to win? Mm. It was bad booking, wasn't it? Because, like, even if you put them... If you That's had this bad match... Bad booking. Bad booking. If you had this match on Rampage, I would have absolutely made time for it. It wasn't the elite... Not to, like, dig out my Hardy specifically. It wasn't the elite that I wasn't watching that match for. Yeah. It was the whole match. It was like, well, this is meaningless filler for somebody else's story that the elite happened to fall into. I get why they did it. Tactically, to tape Rampage, they were already there. I do get that for the live crowd and stuff. And, and it you, was a pleasant surprise, I thought, the match. That was so, another delivery. Yeah, you said it was like, I might should go and check it out just to see them achieve something with my Hardy, but I probably yeah. won. Aye, it's... The House of Black match uh-huh. is the yeah, match is the one. <laughs> the the mounted you bitch black. <laughs> the best drink I've ever had. That yeah. isn't a margarita or a mai tai. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Raymaker again, as always. Thank you to our loyal, brilliant fan, Jeff Raymaker, because oh my god. <laughs> it's my Welsh accent. <laughs> it's made in Welsh. Is it as good as Cherry Coke or is it recency bias? Uh, oh, I'm I'm overrating it. But you know when Cody got, you could say you're uh, overdoing it. <laughs> yes, yeah, you yeah, could. probably good. Actually, actually, Cody Rhodes got pelters for shilling for Pitch Black when he drank it. So funny that was. He took the bottle with him. <laughs> he took the bottle with him. I'm not being funny. He wasn't lying to you. No, is this, <laughs> this treat is incredible. And particularly, he's been like trying to get into shape. He hasn't had like proper sugars for ages. Yeah. So he's had his year's worth in that one bottle at the just Rumble. tastes like such beautiful purple. He had one sip and he was like, well, that's me till mania. <laughs> um, aye. The match is there, I think. The Elite and the Hoji Blake is an awesome, awesome pay-per-view trios match. Nothing else about it appeals at the moment. What the Hoji Blake are up to with Eddie Kingston, I'm not asked about. Like the main you've made a guy, not bothered. The elite in these ty- TV title defenses, these like not pointless, but these sort of directionless trios matches, not asked either. But it's there. It's can we have a clearer look at it because it is there on the horizon? Yeah, and I think it will be incredible. That's when Kenny Omega and Buddy Matthews like pointed at each other. Spider-Man ring with them too, and then Kenny Omega and Brody King to interact for ages, <laughs> ages and ages. Kenny Omega hasn't had the opportunity to do this very often. He works so well with bigger opponents, like the. Interplay with him and Jeff Cobb at New Year's mm. Dash was great. Um, there was an eight-man tag in the best time of my life, February 2020, <laughs> when it was the Elite and Hangman versus Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade in Kenny Omega and the Butcher. My God, Kenny Omega working big lads is great, so I want to see him interact with Brody King. Imagine trying to play the bongos on Brody King like he did Tommy Rishi. Oh my god. But we're a long way away from it. Like, why can't we see that actually coming together? Because I thought we were. It felt like they were elite bit. They beat up um thingy, didn't they? Uh I forgot his name. Cameraman. Cutler. Brandon Cutler. Cutler. Beat the sh- oh, Brandon I don't know Cutler if it's been in. just abandoned entirely, you know. That might be a different match at Revolution. Yeah. All that corrupting Eddie Kingston lot, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. But I think this is uh, as much as I'm talking about shocks on this show, I think it's fair to fair to say I don't think we think the trio's titles change no. hands here. No. One more thing though. If the House of Blig are tied up with Eddie Kingston for the foreseeable in the run-up to and at Revolution. This is what I was sort of touching upon at the start of the pod. In 2020, the amount of trios combinations, either a trio unit in and of themselves or just two or three trios derivations from one stable, it felt like the the tournaments booked themselves. Mm. We did a podcast way back when, yeah. a couple of years ago now, about how it should all go. There's tons, wasn't it? There were so many combinations. Who's If it's not the House of Black, who is it? And why aren't they there? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not one. Oh, they would be great. There just isn't. I will say this. I, like, I don't think it's tonight. And it probably Jared is. Satnam and... Yeah. I, I really, really want that match. <laughs> like, I don't think it's tonight. However, 
They're, they could be wrong footing is here. The Hangman Page Moxley thing, especially last week when the BCC came out to help Moxley and all that, does feel like there's uh, uneasy rejoining of the elite versus a theoretically altogether Blackpool Combat Club. And then it surprises you. The elite are actually way more fine than the BCC. And the BCC fall apart. There's a, there's an awesome eight-man there. There's blood and guts maybe. But do you know what I mean? There's, that yeah. feels like it's down the road. They've given you the first look at that. There could be a twist title change at some point where the elite lose to a team you don't expect to get the titles off them. I know that's a bit get the belt off Gunter so he can fight Walter, which is less than ideal for the trio's belts, but it's like they've been unseated. So they go to page rather than the other way around, and then those four are together for that BCC elite eight man. I think you're manifesting things. I think the elite want these trios titles for ages. <sighs> I, I don't think especially we'll go over them. the House of Black if that match happens. You reckon? I'll do a uh, coffee I'll bet. I'll have a good bruise bet with you on that Good bruise yeah. coffee bet there with we you. Go. I just, I, just I, in case you forgot, it's a medium Biscoff latte. <laughs> that I'm it. going to win. Yeah. Um, in terms of shock title changes, mm-hmm. could we see it in the acclaimed versus the guns tonight? I've seen more of that speculation about than I've would have assumed, and I don't know if it's because they're wondering if there's going to be like a hot shot thing, this partial tease of a Billy Gunn turn, or yeah. not so much a turn to go back to his kids, but you know what I'm done with all of you, including the acclaimed. Are they like trying to, um, like breaking up the shield, like getting out of the Billy Gunn acclaimed thing while it's hot so the memories remain rather than it being this, letting it Bring drag out. the memories alone, she's me, it's my 10th birthday. <laughs> like, the, like there's an argument for that, that you like you kill this magic thing while have you made as much money with this as you possibly can and now go out on top? Does it give the acclaim? Like it's the most... Like, awful thing that could happen to the Acclaim, but then it heats them up to just get the belts back, basically, at Revolution. I don't think so, but enough people seem to convince themselves, which is a credit to the, the booking of this angle that a lot of people thought was dead mm. three or four weeks ago. I've, I've been quite quietly impressed with this. I would be, but I also slightly wouldn't be shocked if we see, yeah, like you say, not necessarily a Billy Gunn turn, but him just, yeah, saying enough's enough because it's tearing him apart, this. Mm. His sons and his sort of adopted sons, and... Yeah, I could see a sort of hot shot in maybe the tag belts before Revolution. I think they've done a good enough job of crafting this storyline to have encouraged these conversations in this doubt to seep in, which means that they will arrive either by Billy Gunn doing something that he didn't mean to do or, air quotes, didn't mean to do, that could either prolong this. I don't want to see it at Revolution. I just don't. I think this title um, is worth more than what it's currently doing on TV. But but it's fine for TV, but not for Revolution. They are going to get a gigantic near fallout of this. The acclaimed are still really hot, even if I think they've been let down badly in the last few weeks. They're still red hot. Mm. They've done a good enough job of telling the story, insofar as there will be a really hot near fall, and people think that there might be a switch. Um can you ask for more than that? Yeah, you can ask for, I don't know, for a TV-level storyline. Look, I'm not that into it, but it's very rare that people are having these conversations about a TV title match on AEW programming. So if it's not working for me that subjectively, it's working for everybody else that are asking the right questions. Match quality, I'm not expecting much, but that's fine. If it's not going to Revolution, that's fine. It's a decent TV diversion unpredictable. I expect the acclaimed to retain and my God, I want a bigger match than a sequel to this Mm. at Revolution. My worry is that if the guns go over, even if it's going to get wrapped up at um, Revolution, would it mark the first ever time that they've tried to make the team or the act with the title and not the other way around? Possibly. Mm. I think they've been very disciplined with that yeah. in AEW. I think the titles mean something. You could argue it with the trios and Death Triangle, but the circumstances were oh, out yes. of their control yeah, yeah, in the course, first place. Of course, of course. Like, maybe there was a bit of it with Scorpio Sky, who I never thought was especially yeah, that's with that the one. roster. Because uh, they flipped it back and forth as well. Especially with that roster. Like I think Scorpio Sky was vastly underrated in the early phase, fund- fundamentally important phase of AEW, but he just wasn't it as a champion, in my opinion. So maybe there is precedent, but you don't go back to that precedent. Um, mm. Look, I'll be I'm wrapped up in the drama, I expect, mm. but the guns are just not that great. They're not title contenders yet. Well, they are contenders. They're not worthy of holding it. 
they can't work a 15 to 20 match a pay-per-view when you look at the if you look at the talent level of talent elsewhere in the company i think that's promotional malpractice and it, again i would encourage people who disagree with that take to think creatively look at all the tag teams we've had look at all the tag teams we could make and uh i just on a pay-per-view headlined by an hour-long Iron Man match, I don't need to see the guns going 15 to 17 minutes. I want to see that roster really used well because he's got a job in his hands with an Iron Man match. What are you laughing at? Because I genuinely thought for some reason when you said, uh, uh, I really encourage the people who think that way, I thought it was going to be... <laughs> rather than actual, like, sophisticated, yeah. sensible answer. I'd like to uh, show me what revolution... Like, what revolution plans are out there for the tag titles tonight? I'd like to get a glimpse of that. I'm still mm. thinking FTR. I wonder if, like, Dax was speaking quite honestly about Vince returning and that putting them off and maybe different conversations have been had. But I'd like to get a glimpse maybe tonight of what we are talking about with the revolution. If there is a title change, obviously it's that. But if not, like, let's get going. Because mm. you've only got, like, three or four weeks. That's enough time to start yeah. and conclude the tag team title angle. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, Sage, let's talk championship eliminators. Uh, a couple of them tonight. We'll start with MJF versus Konosuke Takeshita. How do you see this one playing out? I will say it's a measure of what has been a very slow burn title reign to reach its peaks. We've had one TV peak. Hopefully they're coming up to one at pay-per-view. That for both title defenses he's had, the narrative has been he should lose this. He should lose this. People want him to lose. Um, which I guess is really good. And there's a lot of storyline potential in him losing, which I would argue is a benefit or a positive of this pretty indirect spiderweb of a story that's take, incorporated lots of different players that doesn't yet, emphasis on, emphasis on yet, feel like this really burning, intense conflict between two men. They'll get there. They've got four weeks. It was confirmed on the road, too, that this is the last one he has to do, Danielson, to get that match. So it will, over the next three or four weeks, get there. Um, but losing to Takeshita gives him something to do. Um, losing to Takeshita gets you another massive match. So this feels pretty big. Mm. And it further creates the contrast on which all of this is sort of hinged that... How's MJF going to win? How? That's the question, not if. Mm. How? And they need to really hammer that home because I don't think anyone thinks Danielson's going to win. So I'll be buying every single near fall, even if it's just conversations I'm listening to, more than the booking, more than the logical option, which is keeping MJF strong. I'm really looking forward to the match because it's going to be fantastic. How f- do we need to even 
acknowledge that people don't think MJF can go because he obviously can, and it's ridiculous to expect that he doesn't. That Wheeler Utah match was absolutely terrific. Mm-hmm. Is that the last time we've seen him? Yeah, in action. Oh, apart from Starks, like, like, yeah, he, d- he delivers every single time. Takeshita delivers every single time. There's a really what does this look like quality to the match. And I expect to see a recurrence of one of my favorite MGF conceits where he claims, as a heel, he's a budget artist, <laughs> to wrestle the right way and methodically work a limb and not take any bumps because he wrestles around having to do that because why would you get yourselves in those uh, positions? He's going to bust out, I think, some kind of ridiculous move because he has to because he's working to Keshta. He, um, in that awesome first match with MGF, uh, CM Punk, rather, dusted off uh, Made in Japan. Oh, yeah. Which was great because you would never expect him to do it, and he kind of would never want to do that because his character hates Japanese wrestling. Doesn't want to reveal that he's been watching Shingo matches. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like it fractures <laughs> out, yeah. image of, like, the Mid-South Portland guy. Um, so I do love that character aspect, and I expect him to do something similar to that tonight. Yeah, I, I love this. I would have put a good bruise bat on this. I'll tell no, you that. Love this match. Love this booking. Love how unpredictable it feels. I think, I still maintain, I think you could have um, beaten Takeshita last week and this be the win because the match exists mostly because of the fighting rather than because of Takeshita. Takeshita didn't get a win to get this match. The match was going to happen regardless because yeah. they, were, they were battering each other backstage. So I would have loved, maybe it would have been more predictable. Maybe that's why you do the win last week because this would have felt primed for Takeshita to finally get his big win, his big moment. I we were talking about this on the desks. This is overlapping slightly into one of the other matches. I was I'm being a little bit bitchy about the booking, but I was starting to think, right, it's asking a bit much of me that uh Brian keeps winning without MJF really trying to stop him, other than basically pep talking the heels. That's what he's doing. It's money, it's cases of money, but you're saying go out there and beat him. I mean, you could help if you wanted. You're a rotten cheat. You're like this. You own your villainy. And he was about to do it before Takeshita cut him off. But there's not been much of that. And then I thought it would have been nice detail for him to cause the DQ in this last match. Brian gets so close. And then he just comes out and slaps uh, Roosh in the face in the same way that Punk did with him and Captain Sean Dean. And it's like, oh, that's great. He's learned from Punk. There's, all, there's that connection yeah. that's always going to be with them, all that kind of thing. If you put this on first and you create a reason for MJF being, to be not even in the building, then that's done away with. That like narr- like that narrative convenience is gone. There's, it's yeah. Brian and Roosh, and it's fair, and it's clean. Let's say MJF loses, and you see him storming out the building, like gets in his car in his Lambo and goes, and he's raging with what's happened. Um, or like he pulls the tights, or he just a real cheap win, and MJF lately has looked great running away. So Takeshita just, like, on foot, chases him out of the building. It's like, MJF's out. Like, he wanted to have control over this finish. He says, here's your first suitcase full of cash, and there's five more coming if you get this done. And you know he's going to try and do everything he can at the last, and now he can't because he's got himself mixed up with Takeshita, and he's overthought the situation, and out he goes. So if this goes on before it, if nothing else, it's ideal for that. He can have no say anymore. It becomes down to Danielson in the ring. Uh, I'll go with... Takeshita, because I'd quite like to see the moment. Heart overhead. Like, I, I think MJF's going to win, but I'd love to, I'd just love to see Takeshita win and play out. I think that enough people want it to happen, or speculated that it could happen, that again, it's a similar thing to Guns versus Acclaimed, except you'd expect a much better match, mm. where there's going to be near falls mm. here that will just genuinely get you on the hook. I think that might be a nice, I've got a couple of spots in mind. All feasible for once. Uh, I think it might be a nice spot where he goes to do the Brian, grab your arms and stamp on your head to get, with Takeshita. Takeshita, just because he's just a big hard bastard, just rolls him up, and that's a nice near fall in there. Uh, and I'm going to keep booking it, because I came really close with the uh, hangman Utah match. Yes. So I think in this one, uh, Busai Kuni from MJF and the wanker symbol. Uh <laughs> What is one of the, MJ is more likely than most. Somebody somebody calls somebody else a wanker. Say that bit. With the cum shot noise. Is that what yours sounds like? <laughs> I've got that checked out. explains a lot, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, doesn't have my bloody half, do you But yeah, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Takeshita um, gets a win here. That's the beauty of these, because we haven't had many championship eliminators that actually. Mine result. sounds like a geyser. <laughs> Mine's massive and it ain't made of plastic. 
<laughs> Sorry, mate. What? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is the most unpredictable match on the Thick ropes. <laughs> Thick ropes. Pitch black, Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, actually, before we get to the, the Women's Championship Eliminator, um, let's talk Roosh, Brian Danielson then, because you alluded to it there, Sid. Like you say, five matches was the, the gauntlet laid down. We've had Takeshita, Bandito, Brian Cage, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Roosh is the final one. I've got a feeling that uh, Roosh might choke him with the cables on the outside during this match. <laughs> we, You did that joke in the office before. And on Rampage, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet had an actual sincere response that was good. You redo the Justin Roberts tie choke spot, that. but with the gimmick cable on the floor. And the Danielson. Green one. The green What's yeah. that doing there? <laughs> Where did that come from? You know what the cause and solution to wrestling's problem is? What's that? Like Mountain Dew pitch black, because that's where that cable should be. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. The idea of, I can't really... It's bad that this happens, and it happens insidiously across every single wrestling match that you watch. But they are going to play with the idea that Roosh is so stiff that Danielson's going to, yeah, yeah, the arm, the arm, the arm. It's the concussion I'm going to worry about, and I think they know how to play that, and I think they know that that's what people are going to think about. Like the Daniels match. Oh, my God. That bull's horn that he just exploded into Daniels' face. I thought, oh God, he's really laid that one in. And if he does that to Danielson, I will get scared. Mm-hmm. If he motions to do it to Danielson, I will get scared. When Danielson puts his hands up and he toys, Roosh toys with them, I'll think, that's the first time in about four months, actually, I've bought that spot as something a wrestler would want to, like, sort of defend themselves against. Yes, yeah, it's meant to be about the shoulder. I think they might half and half that thread and do some stuff to Danielson's brain tissue. Do you think he wins? We've talked about this a lot. Like it's weird that, like I said, it's yes, it is less than a month away, but you've still got three, four dynamites after this one before the, the before the pape for them to just be like, right, well, I've got the title match. Feels weird. Sidge is the uh, AEW robot in the way that I am the WWE one. They've done this a lot for wrestle four people, wrestle five people, wrestle everybody I'm putting against you. <sighs> Has this plan ever worked? Ever? I cannot remember the first one. Is it Moxley in the inner circle? Moxley in the inner circle. Has, has somebody ever not done it? Cody had to ju- wasn't really resting a lot of people. But he went through the through he went through yeah. the trials. Uh, MJF uh, put Cody, Jericho through them. Cody succeeded through the trials. Chris Jericho passed the labors of Jericho. Um, Danielson beat every single member of the Dark Order. Moxley beat everyone in the inner circle for Jericho. Yeah, nobody's ever not like. For how hard this is ostensibly supposed to be, Punk. One, one person I can think of, and I'm, he's not with AEW anymore. Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter. <laughs> oh, he came God. against you, Luke Gallows. You get more tragedy attached to that story. That wasn't a gauntlet yes, per se. Yeah. Punk did the pinnacle. Beat all the pinnacle. Oh, for a split second, the we're pin- trying to work out what, who the pinnacle were. The pin- Before they got pinnished. Yeah, yeah. The pinnished call. Um, the only, they never got parted, did they? The they? only time, and again, it wasn't a gauntlet. I guess a rankings is a gauntlet, in a, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> that the only time they've subverted the uh, unstoppable march to the, the big match is when, um, and it was brilliant, when Hangman Page lost to yeah. Brian Cage. Yeah. Um, God, I missed the rankings. They've I missed the, the bloody rankings. rankings. So, no, this has never worked. Which, again... <laughs> Will it work tonight? No. Ah. <laughs> In addition to... Um, it feeling redundant and overdone. It's also, as you've just said, it's undermined by the fact that it's never worked. I really hope this is the end of it, or they have an absolutely incredible idea of how to do this next. Um, this one has worked for me because I've seen loads of Mint Danielson matches. Yeah. And at the same time, they've effectively created this contrast. All of these things I've said a million times. But I think the gauntlet has gone the way of like the recruitment gimmick. Um, in AEW of we've really taken the piss with this mm. one so let's come up with a different idea they've got two of them basically on this show 
Oh, well, oh, it's the conclusion to this one, and obviously the Garcia Guevara thing, which we'll get onto it's in a second. One of several problems with that, isn't as it? evidenced by pretty much all the podcasts I'm on. I'm a really bad booker for the most part. I occasionally come up with little moments, but I could never do this obviously properly. So my brain is coming up with the worst sort of WWE scenarios for this. But like I sort of mentioned in the office, is there a way you do this? Because it feels like they have to do something to extend the storyline rather than just now. Uh, Danielson trains, you know, for mm-hmm. for an Ironman match whilst carrying a bit of an injury. So I don't know whether it's yeah, MGS promised Roosh all these cases of money, but he also promised Jose the assistant his own personal case of money. If when Roosh looks like he might be about to tap out or pass out or get pinned, just slide in and twat him with anything with a briefcase. So for me, that is what this version of the storyline has so far missed. I think like AW are amazing. We, I use a Cody and Paul Heyman thing as an example. You want to be just wowed and surprised by something you could have never imagined being as good as it was. And that's the one thing I will say for the majority of these gauntlet stories. And the, there tends to be like a little twist. Like the very the mere announcement of Nick Gage was a twist in what you would have expected as an example of how it, they just... That show was meant to be that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they're like, the, there's always this thing where they apply this extra layer of thought and... Personally, for me, I get, I'll take that actually with Thatcher, but personally, for me, I've not felt that quite as much yet. I don't think it's going to do any damage because there is four weeks to go, but it'd be nice. Like Brian just winning tonight. It's about like, oh, five weeks for this. I'm not like. I'm going to look this up because I keep. The Bandido match kicked ass, but I'm not sure what else I'd take from it. I'm not as. Like, what am I forgetting? What else was. The Kester match was awesome. Kester match was good. Well, there's only three dynamites after this. Yeah. So I you can do. For some reason. MJF hasn't. Um, of course, it's what? February, it's the shortest month in that. He's not. <laughs> he had that thing about the mask and that, didn't he? He's going to get nasty. Like, that's still to come. He said he was like, oh, this is it's kid glove stuff. And if he MJF loses it to Kester, MJF's busy next week, and then you've only got two weeks. Yeah. Because but with this one, I've got no doubt that over the next three weeks, they've got the story, they've got the finish yeah, of the yeah. match, they've got what happens after the match. They know how to... They're not going to do, like, three weeks of video packages. Like, they've oh. got something, I'm quite certain... And that's going to be great. Yeah. But it's everything else on that revolution card that I'm thinking, come on, lads. So pick this one up. Unless they do something bonkers and Danielson loses here and says, please give me that match. And MJF says, all right, you can have the match. But if you lose, you can never challenge for the AEW world title again. There's Cody stuff and all that. So I don't know. And beat him in an Iron Man. Like beat him in his match anyway. Yeah. Just an idea. Uh, right, let's talk Jamie Hayter versus The Bunny. Uh, another championship eliminator, Sige. Yeah, I... Jamie Hayter always rules. The Bunny is less consistent, shall we say. Um, Draw, though. Oh, Roman she's Reigns, the real yeah. tribal chief. <laughs> she's the head of the table, this bunny. Yeah. I think this will be a notch below Hayter's recent work. I think it'll be fine. But it should be over because hate is over. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I'm not particularly high on this one. I think this is hiding a story here. Um, I think Jamie Hayter wins. That's not in doubt. But they couldn't even finish building this before it was interrupted by Soraya and Tony Storm doing the beatdown and this idea that this uh, homegrowns versus outsiders story is so big that it is now like infringing on everything else that's going on. The bunny is homegrown and they might beat her down as well in some sort of post-match attack rather than it being we're coming for, you know, the bunny has to decide whether they make the save and she does or she gets beaten down as well. Uh, that baby faces the bunny and the butcher and the blade and you get a baby face butcher and the blade out of this as well. Flesh slick. But the bunny becomes part of this homegrown unit and you see more ranks developing and it doesn't just have to be about Ruby, who side of Ruby Soho on. There are other people that you open this out to. They haven't dropped, but they kind of need to pick back up the Hikaru Shida yeah, detail. Like that, I, I don't, I don't want to think that like they're not plotting this out in the same way we just described. They'll know exactly what their MJF Bryan segments are, but do they know exactly what these segments are going to look like? Was the bunny picked because she's a perfect example of somebody that is as homegrown as it gets and that like, you know, you, this match on paper just looks like a bland contenders thing. She's somebody that you can absolutely tie to this story pretty quickly. I think it's one of those where it's, it's, I doubt it will go on uh, prior to the MJF match. But like, if you've had title retention, title retention, ch- championship eliminator, where the champion wins, mm. 
it just makes that match between him and Takeshita all the more interesting. But I do think it's fairly straightforward. Jamie Hayter victory here. It's, it's the big picture stuff, isn't it? With because we have we don't know who Hayter's is fighting for the title at the Ape yet. No, do we? Um, no, I imagine Soraya. Yeah, I think they're going to hold that off. I think it's going to be Storm or a multi woman. Mm. Well, before we move on to the Garcia Guevara gauntlet, one last yeah. thing to do here. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time to play the game! game. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> uh, My chair's moved today because I lent on the brick instead of the floor. And I was like, oh, oh, weird. Yeah. Um, Sige, what's the name of the game? But before we get to that, what's the aim of the game? <laughs> I should just get this on a button, really, shouldn't I? It doesn't need to be doing this when he's had a kind of the good stuff. It might help. <laughs> The aim of the game, before we get to the name of the game, is to determine to the hour, minute, and second the first note of the first woman to appear for the only women's match that happens on Dynamite. So the f- hour, minute, and second of the first time you hear, I don't know, Dr. Wilson now. We do this. Before, we do this game. We play this game to shine harsh, glaring light so on Jim the Ross doing the token, obligatory, afterthought nature of this, <laughs> we kind of have to book a bloody women's division or all the bloody fans would complain. <laughs> and it's the same slot every single week. And we think that by playing this game and winning the game that we don't actually want to win mm. to the hour, minute, and precise second that it will really underscore, italicize, embolden that this is getting a little bit predictable because it's always the same slot every week and it's a little bit suspicious. Because remember, the rhyme. Uh, wait there. <laughs> 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 remember the rhyme. Just remember, guys. When the ladies come out to play, the main event ain't too far away. Ooh. So that's the aim of the game. Uh-huh. To just really just hammer home how ridiculously formulaic all of this is the name of the game is well this is ladies night and I'm thinking no word and nada the doctor is in you smell what the rock is cooking shout as always to Adam Blair Mel Adam Wilton for on Twitter for covering all the it's time to smack my dick up I wank for miles inside this pit of Twitter. Uh, Adam Blair, Adam Wilton for who uh, takes care of all the um, the statistics, the um, data. Thanks, Thanks, Brogs. Data, boy. Sage, you were less than a minute off. One minute, 52 seconds off last week. You are in the lead. Two correct guesses. One for Hamlet. I'm still on a big fat zero. Um, so, Sage, uh, let us know your guess. And I suppose, technically, talk us through the opening of this show. I always love it when Sage has won the previous week mm. because I know that we get this straight away. Yeah. Okay, two seconds. I just need to write it down. <laughs> He's got to plot his, uh, his run sheet out. Okay, two seconds. I just need to, well, I'm writing down the scores. Pyro and Ballyhoo. <laughs> the score prediction's right, okay. So I am trying to think about what this dynamite looks like in my head because it could help me picture when the women's match is going to happen. It's in the semi-main. I think we're all agreed on that this week. Yeah. Even I'm not going to go first hour. No. Wednesday night. You know what that means? Might as well not fucking be here anymore. <laughs> We're out to fly in Sawyer. We're out to fly in Sawyer. When our rampage is taped out to the goddamn thing, it's not as if this old Oki's coming here for elevation. <laughs> I uh, think that it's getting in the process, getting in the process. Carry on my way, what's up? Actually, I think that's going to go second. Put those puppies in that sack. I think that's going to go on second, actually. Actually. Um, 
thought you meant the women's match there. I was like, what? Ah, the elite, the elite. Yeah. The bloody women. That's not bloody stupid. I'm all for greatness. I'm all for greatness. Whatever Russia's team is, team is, team is. Whatever Russia's team is, Rush. And that match happens. Then you get the elite. And then you get the. Garcia Guevara Gauntlet, that's not good booking. <laughs> top of the hour. Jericho News is top of the hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one hour. <laughs> and uh, it's a big six match card with three of those matches probably going long. Not long, but I think that's going to be like five of about 10 to 40 minute range. Do, 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 do. Let's just go through the data in my head. One hour. And. 23 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, what do you think main event? Uh, I think it's the trios match. Oh, I was not for that rampage number. I was thinking that was going to open. So, uh, Brian, the main event, Brian and Roosh, mm. with MJF gone. Yeah, like Brian's last fair shout to do it and elite to open. I'll just try and go earlier, but enough, build enough time to you go middle Stinky. for diddle and say one fifteen. Sorry, lads, yeah, sweating out the sugar. It's I like the smell of that delicious Mountain Dew. Yeah, studio smells nice. Mountain Dew, you say? Yeah, one fifteen dead. I think because that's going to be the crowd. Uh, I think tri- trios match goes on last because you go uh, mad, great, you know, yeah. cocaine match. Uh, uh, great high flying stuff. Oh, the elite stand tall. Yay! Right, see you next week, guys. Boom, lights out. Tree, uh, House of Black come in, kill everyone. So you're gonna have a loud time for that. So, uh, so I think it's gonna be earlier. But I think that we all think Finish the job. That's what it's gonna sound like. <laughs> One. God say, as done by Jim Ross, as done by me. One hour, seventeen minutes, fifty six seconds. Dogs hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, um, we've got all got homes to go to. Let's talk this Garcia Guevara Gauntlet and get out of here. Oh, that was accidental. <sighs> I didn't mean that, I promise. <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks versus Cold Hand Ange, then Daddy Magic, then one of Garcia and Guevara. He's going to beat one of 2.0. He's going to beat the wackier one of 2.0. Garcia and Guevara are going to have a little spat about who actually wants to fight Ricky Starks. And then Ricky Starks is going to triumphantly prevail over whichever one of those comes out, but is distracted by the other one who doesn't to arrive at a match he's already won in a match that was uh, shorter and hotter than the one at Revolution ever will be. They need to step this up at Revolution. I don't know what it would be exactly. Maybe they could be in a shark tank <laughs> again. Bob Wyatt. Everywhere. It's just there. It's not everywhere, Chris. <laughs> You've over-promoted it. Um, they need to step it up. Yeah. I think he's losing tonight, Starks. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that he, even when he said as much, I don't believe he, the, the character wants this Jericho match that much. And why would he? He's done it. He's won. Um, but I think he's going to want it after this. Garcia beats him. Uh, my only faith in this story, I said it last week, was that it exists for Garcia more than it exists for Ricky Starks. Jericho is not a complete asshole and he's trying to get this Garcia thing back inexplicably parked halfway last year and just given to Sammy Guevara try and get this back on track he's the difference maker that's the thing all along he had there there's that thing the other week with the trousers isn't there you know yeah. he thought oh cool we're all the same again I've done it I'm making the effort like you guys the sex gods yeah we're the real sex gods not part of the group sort of thing Garcia wins to sensibly save Chris Jericho tonight from having to have this match Starks is pissed off now and actually like feels a bit more convincing in his quest to get the match. It's him fighting for it rather than just. I think you know, it's gonna be as boring. Shambling as along. I don't like this though. I just that's just yeah, the so direction. Bo- so boring. I, I think there might be something yeah here. Actually, now you said that maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe. I'm a British agent with Jericho's out here. I think maybe. Uh, yeah, beat obviously as much as I love him. Beats Cold Hand Ange. Beats Daddy Magic, uh, and. There, all right, who are we going to do? And he whispers in his ear. Garcia stands in the ring, 
Guevara slips out of it. Ricky Starks hits Garcia with Rochambeau, whatever it may be. And then Guevara comes in and wrecks him and goes, oh, no, it was me. We never officially said it was Garcia. Mm. Uh, and then pins him, and it's like, well, well done, Garcia. You were the uh, you were the stooge to me. Uh. Garcia was like, I never agreed to that. Uh, that's the, it's more issues with uh, JAS. I would like that idea if it was in WWE. The idea that Tony Khan would sanction a match that one opponent isn't aware of yeah. just is so divorced from the concept of this is meant to be the sports league. Yeah. I'm Michelle McCool going, I'm in the Rumble. The yeah, other day. P- pisses, it's so fed. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so Tony, the, the run match, the match list is uh, uh, Ricky Starts versus Cool Hand Ange. Yep, and if he gets that, Ricky Starts versus Dan Ange, yeah. And then it's uh, Ricky Starts versus Mr. G, let's call them. <laughs> Which one is it? I can't tell you. I can't. You can understand, like, the, the baby He's face. watching the Sun and Fulham game on a stream, and Jericho just slips the form in front of him at that moment, he takes it off. Good point. It's one of those things where I forgot what I was going to bloody say now. It's one of those things where you can imagine the baby face going, I don't care, I'll fight anyone to get to you. Yeah. The big bad who I've already beaten. <laughs> it's quite another for the general manager of the promotion to sign it off. It's just silly, it's not sports. Like when they used to say, I, I'm so good I could beat you with one arm tied behind my back, and they go, you're serious when you say that. Let's do yeah, that. It's, just, it's not sports. It's not sports. I like, I like yeah, the they wouldn't have a UFC these... fight where it's like, exactly. the winner faces somebody, but it's whoever steps into the cage. We'll call him C. McGregor. Has <laughs> <laughs> uh, Action Andretti been disappeared as a result of all this? Like, he's wasn't with Starks, was he, when all this got set up? And Jericho didn't, like, name-check, like, oh, we'll be watching for... He was conspicuous by his absence last week, but yeah. we'll wait until tonight, I guess. One thing about this before we sign off and go home, <laughs> do more content. It's in Texas, so Starks will be over, so it'll be hot. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, didn't think of that. Saving grace for this cliched nonsense well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, our NXT review uh, featuring all five of us is available right now <laughs> as a podcast. And, of course, we'll be back to tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite. For now, my thanks to the Dadly Boys... Thank you for joining us. Let's get the elephant on for the dynamite. We'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.